0: Honey, cage, Keno, Luke, kangraid, and scorpion, Sonia, blade, sub-zero, Kuroshane, Zorak, Baraka, Jax, Kintaro, Kit, Tana Lena, Nukes, A, but Shao Kahn's chameleon, Cyrax, Er, Mac, double mode, Nightwolf, and our sheep, Russ and Del Striker. Jinquanji Shinoxa, Rina Jericho, Kylie, Reiko Tanya Tremor, Lipo Raicho, Drumming, Buster's Half, Tan, Kenshi Lee, Mame Mamado, Mo Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Kira, Kora, Onaga, Shijinko, Digon, Take, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Risko, Tulkan, Funjin, Takeda, Tribe, Force, Atry, On, Scarlet, Gareth, Collect, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. But not today. Today, doing something a little different. Uh, If you're listening, you already know the new Mortal Kombat movie is out, it definitely exists. It's here, I've watched it, Uh, and because I knew people would be curious to hear what I thought as probably the uh, most studied grandmaster of Mortal Kombat lore, uh, I've created this episode to talk about my my thoughts on the movie, some observations I made, uh, and to make it a little bit more fun. I brought along a a friend of mine from Twitter, it's our first time meeting, very common story on Mortal Podcast and probably all podcasts, Uh, film writer and essayist
1: Vice Victus. Yo, what's going on?
0: How's it going, Vice?
1: Oh, so good. Uh, well, except for that movie, Jesus Christ, we'll, we'll get into that. It-
0: yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. It's, uh, it's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vice, before we do start talking about the movie, uh, a big question that I have for you. So I, I know that you're a huge action movie fanatic. That's, that's honestly how I know you, is that you're, you're uh, a writer who really understands, uh, and a movie lover who really understands what makes action great, cinematic, exciting interesting to watch i'm curious do you do you play video games at all have you had a passing familiarity with mortal Kombat um beyond um, obviously the classic 95 film
1: yeah yeah um i'm a pretty avid gamer i guess uh well for now i'm mostly to like uh loot based shooters but in in the past and overall i've been in kind of a in and out of fighting games in general or all kinds of games um although as far as mortal Kombat goes though i've really only played it uh Maybe the first three entries back in the nineties or so thereabouts. Mm. So to mm-hmm. so say, yeah, I haven't played it. In, you know, almost what twenty? The years. Holy
0: Trinity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't played it. Yeah, that the run, the one button shit. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I, like, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, you know, even just talking about it now, like getting flashbacks with the arcade cabinets and like that. You know, kind of getting used to the whole, the whole like uh, record of it all. You know, because oh, yeah. it, it's, it's so you know it's it's fundamentally different from Street Fighter or you know the, the, the six button arcade fighters. It's its own animal. So that was kind of... It is. Although, that said, I played both... I kind of got introduced to it on the uh, the home uh, Genesis version of it, and then I would go to Arcade as I got a little older and, you know, try to test my might, as it were. And, of course, I would fail <laughs> facing people. But, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Really, I haven't really played it since then, since in the late 90s, the 90s, so... And that said, though, I have, I have seen and, and followed the news about the, the later sequels, like, later on, like, you know, the... Uh, mm-hmm. the well, I forget their names, but, like... I remember I remember uh, the two bad guys Tim oh, kill, and Quan Chi? Yeah, yeah, they, they kill Liu mm-hmm. Kang I guess whatever. And I guess so killed,
0: that was the deadly alliance. So that yeah, was yeah, Quan yeah, Chi yeah, yeah. and uh Shang Tsung. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you are a Lord Master. Yeah, this is no joke. <laughs> uh yeah, so I, I kind of vaguely followed, you know, the story the the lore as it were, just kind of the outlines of it all. Mm-hmm. So then I was, then of course I guess the big one was uh, a few years ago when they kind of revamped it to back to being a I guess they used that that same uh, the uh, injustice engine. I guess we would call it. The DC yeah. characters had their own like two D two D plus fighting game. So then it kind of I'm not sure which came was the Justice or Mortal Kombat. The it revamp. was
0: it was uh, it was Mortal Kombat nine, which went back to that sort of like two D two and a half D, fighting game, and then Injustice, and then Mortal Kombat ten, which looked and played a lot more like Injustice. So I imagine used the engine.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and because I remember there was, there was also a DC Mortal Kombat t- crossover too. If I <laughs> there
0: was there was a DC versus Mortal Kombat, which in classic Mortal Kombat tradition, um, was a it had a rich story and a lengthy story mode uh, and canonical implications.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but it's uh, actually funny so that it, it, so that kind of like reboot that they did and that that switch back to two and a half D. It's kind of like there were there were two like innovations that I think put Mortal Kombat back on track for be kind of going back to the things that people originally loved about the franchise in those first 3 games. And it was it was Mortal Kombat 9 going back to the like uh that more 2D style where you couldn't necessarily like side strafe like in a big circle for no real reason um and uh it also brought in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe actually was the first Mortal Kombat game that had the story mode structure they use now um where it's like a series of cutscenes, scenes and during the cutscenes, it's like and now these two people fight and then it cuts to the next fight in like the story um
1: so yeah, yeah so i just kind of i, I found, i've kind of knew about that whole revamp and so i was so my friend he had he bought the uh injustice Two, so i kind of got the well like i said they're, they're different games but the, the kind of general uh frame of it is similar so I kind of mm. picked up on that from that game. So uh, just recently, about last week, actually, I bought the uh, I bought the newest Mortal Kombat 11 um, Ultimate Edition because it was on sale mm. for like half off on the um, PS4. Yeah, it was like
0: 11 bucks or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it was
1: crazy. Yeah, so I was like, "What oh, yeah, <laughs> So I started I started you know, doing the, the, the tutorial, and it was like uh, I don't remember any of this shit. Like the the, the whole combo, like uh, well, the thing is, the combo system is it's a pretty basic, or, or I should say, it's uh pretty straightforward, like. Yeah, because it's 2D or 2.5D, whatever. It's uh, well, I'll put it this way: it's no guilty gear. There's no like false Roman cancels or all kinds yeah. of wild shit like that. You know, it's it's no arch system fighting works game. But at the same time, it's like it's, it has these very nuances to it that I totally either didn't remember about the original games or was just a whole new fresh slate. But um, and I guess we'll, we'll get into this in the in the movie in the, in the movie because it's actually part of that. Tutorial in the movie it's so hilarious, but yeah, so like I was just kind of sitting there for like for, like, for a couple hours the other night, just kind of getting my bearings of the game and like uh, you know, and the, and the new one is uh, you know the presentation is awesome, it looks great, and it's but it's like it was just I, I kind of remembered why I preferred six button Capcom fighters to Mortal Kombat again, because I was like I'm not I am like a stuck like stuck on second gear trying to fight these dead bad guys it was it was just it's kind of a mess. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I,
0: I mean, I'll say as someone who like I've never been good at fighting games. I don't know that I'm good at video games in general, um, but have played all of the Mortal Kombat's through the years. I this was the first one where I was like, oh, I can get good at this. Yeah. It's it 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 makes more sense to my brain. It's the the six button games are the ones for me where I just like can't I cannot wrap my oh kind of
1: kind of master those well like yeah. I mean it's like the way of Tekken is you know Tekken is the four buttons so it's left to right so mm-hmm. like but. There's all kinds of crazy combos, but the fundamentals are the same. You have a button for each limb. You kind of figure out how each character flows with the combos, and Mortal Kombat is similar. Like you have the low, medium, high, and you understand which character how they move, and then you go from there. So yeah, I I I saw I I kind of saw through the Matrix that yeah I see how this works, but I just can't fucking do it.
0: Have you now have you played through the story mode in Mortal Kombat Eleven yet?
1: Oh no, no, I just I just, I just, I just really just you okay. know, I'm the, uh, You've the been on missing around the just like a few matches, so nothing okay. all the way through now.
0: You'll be jumping back in soon. There's I'm very I'm honestly very curious. So like other than the fact that Liu Kang dies in the games, are you familiar at all with any of the other like turns that the story's taken well, over the
1: <laughs> I can see right now that the the, the way it kind of when you open it, when you start the game, it kind of clues mm-hmm. you in because in the character select for the tutorial, even just as a tutorial, you see some of the characters look like ghouls, which which I, which mm-hmm. I'm inferring means that they've died at some point in the lore, yes, as it were. So like Luke Kang yes. is a ghoul, and I think uh, I think Katana is a ghoul, but not Molina. Uh,
0: we here at Mortal Kombat call them revenants, but yes, they oh. are they are more or less ghouls. <laughs> Uh, Shit is serious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a there was a straight up so they did like a Star Trek style reboot for Mortal Kombat 9, where uh it went all the way up to Mortal Kombat seven. MK versus DC is technically eight. It went all the way up to Mortal Kombat Seven where like the world was ending, and Raiden sends like a message back in time to his younger self to change the path of the future. Um then that message is uh he must win. Very vague, not helpful, has cataclysmic uh consequences where we go back in time to Mortal Kombat one for that ninth game in the series, but now everything's happening kind of differently. And because Raiden's message was so vague, uh just a shit ton of people die.
1: <laughs> Fully die. So so nine is like, like say, it's like it's the Kelvin verse of combat. K- yeah, Kelvin verse. You're in
0: Mortal Kelvin. Um, yes. So, <laughs> I love that there's a there's any like major franchise that has a timeline mm. called Kelvin.
1: <laughs> it's just, this is
0: this is the Harriet timeline of uh Mortal Kombat. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so a lot has happened and Eleven is very much like the Avengers endgame of it where it's like trying to bring together the past and the future of one timeline while acknowledging the other timeline and bringing everything together for a final showdown and good guys are bad guys, and bad guys turn good. And it's, um, I think it's going to be funny because it's going to feel like watching the season finale of a show you didn't watch is going to be <laughs> I guess where you're like, you, maybe you watched season one and then you kind of like <laughs> dipped out for a bit. Now you're watching the series finale and uh yeah, I think that's what it's going to feel like. But <laughs> I'm curious to see. Oh yeah, so so it seems like you have some knowledge of Mortal Kombat, probably enough that so basically my first thought on the the new movie is that I am very curious what a non-fan would make of this movie. Um but it sounds like you were equipped with enough familiarity with the franchise to to get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, even because being a film is two, I guess, schools of this school of thought that people may not they might not be familiar with the game, but might see the movies. I've seen the movies, the or the several iterations of it, be it the original '95 film, its mm-hmm. sequel, Annihilation, or like the. Uh, the short film, or the 2011 the kind oh, of the reboot thing, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. or even the animated, uh, or the animated uh, cartoon series that happened in the late 90s. I remember that. Journey
0: Asked begins. That.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, uh, even then, there's a whole, the whole other like a uh, school of, a uh, uh, fighting school or of uh, uh, the dojo of this fandom, true. I guess. So you could come in it from multiple ways, I guess. So, so that said, yes, I am played with that path as well. Um, along with the games, even like though you know, I kind of missed a few years of the games, but I followed the other uh, uh adaptations. So,
0: did you watch uh Mortal Kombat Conquest, the live action series? Oh my
1: god, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that, it was so cool. It came out at like what 12.30 at night, and like uh, yeah, on TNT CBS. or so, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, and, and one of the things was so, so, one of my favorite, well, I would say DTV, but uh, favorite action stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Daniel Bernhardt was a oh, cat, yeah. uh, was uh, one of the main stars in that one as well. And of course, if you, if, if you guys you don't know him, he's uh, you can oh. see him most recently in uh, Nobody with Bob uh, Odenkirk. He's also kind of his trainer in real life. Uh, you know, the film or I the film that. fighting trainer. Yeah, there's like a YouTube video of uh like the, his uh, of his training, and it's, it's him with Daniel Bernhardt. You know, going through the going through the, uh, the sequences. Yeah, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a fantastic martial artist. Wow, well, I love that. For a long time. So yeah, yeah, I remember that show. It was it was like I guess it was only like one real one quote unquote real character, it was Kung Lao and there were other like mm. made up characters, wasn't it? Is that how it yeah, went Yeah
0: that's mostly the main ensemble, but there are some uh familiar characters that are brought into the mix for sure. There's actually a a great I, spinoff's I spin off's not the right word, but a sister show to uh Mortal Podcast that was created by two of the listeners who uh who are frequent frequent of the Discord for this show, they created a podcast called MK Podquest that breaks down the entirety of Mortal Kombat Conquest episode by episode. Oh my god! Wow. So if you want to take a waltz down memory lane, I highly recommend oh, MK good. Podquest. Let me do that. It is uh, it's excellent. I remember um, like I
1: remember that because they were in back in time, so to speak. Like this is also the, when the show came out, and the, yeah. it was also concurrent with the, the other video game franchise, Soul Calibur, which was kind of a medieval. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I it, it's, in my head. It was like this Mortal Kombat Soul Caliber because was, was like how has there
0: time, not been how there not been a Soul Caliber like movie or show yet?
1: That's a very good question. Actually, I, I, I can only I can only assume some kind of rights thing. But even then, like there's a definitely yeah. a Tekken movie, which well maybe because the second movie bombed so it's hard. It's
0: because of the Tekken movie. <laughs>
1: It's, it's yeah, awesome. we. Uh,
0: I watched the Tekken movie with a bunch of the Mortal podcast listeners recently, and that is definitely a feature length movie. <laughs> it sure is yeah. the length of a movie. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I can, only, I can only imagine it because, like, this, I guess the the problem. Well, one of the many problems with Tekken, or even so. Wait, it's kind of so, we're talking about the Mortal Kombat films. T- kind of talk about or mention. This fighting game field in general. So yeah, it's the second one, there was even a Fatal Fury one or King of Fighters, as it were. Oh yeah, well, which is also very terrible. the are alive. Uh, yeah, they which alive, which was terrible, but in a fun way. It was like that's probably Dead or Alive was probably the most like purely entertaining, like rush of like this. We know this game is stupid. You know this is stupid. We're still going to try this because the fact that uh, what's your name, uh, Jimmy Presley. You could yeah. like the way she got so like Jack buffed for that for that dumbass movie. She looked great in that, but she like she put her all in that. She was like the Margot Robbie, you know, uh, <laughs> like Harley Quinn of like fighting games in that time. You know, yeah, yeah, that's she, actually she, was in it. she put a hundred percent. But like it's
0: a, a stupid. That's movie. a good point. <laughs> yeah, she put her heart into it. That's all it really takes, though. I think for a movie to have that entertainment factor is for everyone to really. Believe in it and to try and for there to be a perspective and uh, Dead or Alive had that in spades. I'd Even, also argue uh, that the first Mortal Kombat movie had that.
1: Oh yeah, just uh, the the yeah. uh, as my friend calls him Paul White Shadow Anderson. You know, like I no matter what you think of of Paul W. S. Anderson's films, like you those are you can you know you're watching a Paul W. S. Anderson film. Yes, like it's 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 they're the very just like this the the wildness of it all, and so he was able to kind of make that that wildest, wildness stylish stylish in the original Mortal Kombat films. Like you know what you're looking at it, like it, it's a it's very distinct even to this day, it's uh the all the set pieces of it all. It's very yeah. like, like like the uh, the Scorpion fight with Johnny Cage and the from the 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 bamboo thicket or whatever to the bamboo cage you know the uh Punjabi prison match set up they had The
0: there. the, the Nether Realm.
1: Yeah, yeah it's it, it's all like it's it's a it's all well put together even though it's yeah again again I done a movie. And of course, you know you mentioned you know, putting your heart into it. Course, probably the the greatest example of all is the great Raul Julia in Street Fighter, the movie. Oh my god! What for a performance, yeah, like that's that's like that's like iconic stuff. For yeah. that's like it has to be the best performance for the worst movie ever. Like that's Oscar. That's, <laughs> I would say, I'm serious. That's like okay. Well, Golden Globe stuff. That's that's Golden Globe level acting for like yeah. a fucking commercial. <laughs> so his
0: his performance in in a uh, street fighter is the kind of like mastery level comprehension of tone that you get in a uh, speed racer, which is a movie I love, but like, that's a movie where like the tone of the movie is what if cartoon, but real. Right. And there's a level of commitment, right? Where like you, you almost have to lock on to the exact right tone and you're teetering on a razor's edge yeah. to really be able to sell that feeling that you're watching a live action cartoon where it's not creepy, it's not uncomfortable, it's just fun and it's working and you can still tap into like emotions. He nailed it in that movie. Um, yeah, that,
1: that was just a perfect example. Like, just, a, you know, yeah. again, like the way the, these game movies kind of fluctuate with the way the mm-hmm. talent goes into this. Oh, and this is probably the most recent example of uh, anywhere anywhere close to the Raul Julia Street fighters, as probably uh, Bill Nighy in the Pokemon movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, uh, this Mewtwo? <laughs> well, I, I forget. Yeah, I forget what he. Yeah, it's like he's a he's the boss, kingpin guy, whatever. Yeah, but uh, like again, similar, similar. Like you know, Bill Nye is always down a clown in general. Like so he's oh, a yeah. great thespian, but he's a uh, you know he does dumbest whatever. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah again, that's also a video game movie. I guess you know. Yeah, it, it, big fan
0: it. of that one. Love it. Bill Nye sells it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, so yeah. yeah, so you saw like we're back to the main point was like you, you, you can have this the background of the games, but you kind of almost maybe no need to, but you kind of are you're already kind of indoctrinated into the uh, video game movie portion of it all, or specifically the fighting game movie portion of it all. Yeah, so I guess I bring this to this now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> and I guess the other thing is that what unfortunately, I guess for me, is that it also kind of brings in the whole superhero franchise element of it all it's very much you know so i guess we're gonna get to it now i guess so yeah so like it's trying to make a superhero franchise out of a video game fighting fighting game franchise Mm -hmm. and as we as we just mentioned you would think that might have some kind of play with the dc versus you know uh, uh yeah like that that concept kind of already exists but it's just done so flatly, and so this doesn't work yeah. here at all. This is so much uh, kind of disjointed. Because, like, again, you have to kind of there's all there's all the baggage of the original films and adaptations, plus modern, and all, oh, and I forgot, I forgot about this part. Also, just having the the more astute background in martial arts cinema, like you know, the, mm-hmm. these all kind of are exist with each other. Like, to put to put it another way, Mortal Kombat. Or every every fighting game is based off of Enter the Dragon. That's just, that's just kind of the uh, DNA of all this stuff, you know. It's a martial tournament. So so having all that into play, there's a there's a lot that can kind of can go wrong, even though it seems so straight simple, you know. Oh, well, let's have a fighting tournament, and we'll make a movie about it. It's but for whatever for re- whatever fucking reason. It's never that 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 straightforward, and so you get all these problems with like these these bad stories and bad films out of it.
0: I would argue that the the first Mortal Kombat I, I thought actually did like a pretty decent job of because I actually think that's the trouble is trying to adapt a tournament story into a movie because um, you know you have Enter the Dragon and there just aren't that many other great examples. It's tough. It's tough because it's like. Ideally in an action movie, a friend, a friend who worked on, I forget which Jurassic park, but a friend who worked on a Jurassic park movie told me something that Spielberg had said about the action scenes in the first Jurassic park, that every single action scene is about the characters coming into an obstacle. The action is how they address the obstacle. And then the result of that action scene has changed the circumstances for the characters. And I feel like that's the ideal for an action movie. Um, I mean, there are fight movies where like, you're just there to watch the fight and it doesn't really matter how it happens. And it can just be a tournament and there's no story and it doesn't really matter. And it's like, you just want one person to win and in the end they win. Um,
1: well, the I think thing- the, the key of, well, the key to to the dragon is that it isn't even then it's not just a tour movie. It's like, it's a, it's a spy film. It's an espionage mm-hmm. story that like the whole concept is Yes, it's having a tournament, but it's for this secret mission. So even then, it, it, it kind of the genesis of it all already already understands that you have to have more under it or behind it, or else it won't work as just a pure tournament or whatever.
0: Yeah, it serves you because it turns every fight into the next obstacle or into the next challenge on a building story that can have something richer behind it. And that's <laughs> what's wild, I think, about this Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Is that they ditched the tournament and yet (laughs) the biggest problem I had with it is that the story doesn't totally work out because it oddly feels more like a tournament movie that has the problems of a tournament movie without anything else going on.
1: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: Like the, the fights in this movie don't feel very exciting because they're all kind of happening in montages that don't really advance the story and aren't really other than like the bad guys and the good guys show up to the same place and say, let's fight now. It's not like an obstacle in the, in anyone being proactive other than saying, I don't want a fighting tournament that won't happen in this movie and may or may not happen in the next movie. (laughs) So I'm going to fight you to avoid the tournament fight later, which was a very confusing concept.
1: It's like they are trying to like get to this. Well, you know, when I bring the uh, superhero comparison in, they're like mm-hmm. getting the teams together for this oncoming battle. But there's a difference between a war and a fight. You know, as dumb as that sounds, like the yeah. the I don't know, I don't know, the the structure of it all, the or the the story syntax of how the beats go, like because and again, this also this is kind of strange for. The game itself, kind of, or the, the premise, because when it, you know, as the origins of it all was unlike other fighting games, where it's, you actually you were, it's in the title, it's literally mortal, somebody's going to die like that's in the title, that's, that's the premise of the game, fatalities and so forth. So, like, so it, I, 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 you know, what I think this is kind of where the deeper core issue is that people can't watch hard to get because it's a fighting game about killing. But it has what, eleven entries, yeah. so people die and come back. Like so, like the very actual physical act of killing is never permanent in the ga- in in the in our reality of, of or in the context of the game. So there's already this kind of inherent uh, dis- dissonance. But you know it's okay because it's a, it's a game. It, like it, that's that's part of the fun of it all. Oh, I I, I, took, I took a spine out, but well, I'll play it again next time. So it's hard to translate that translate that manic murder into a story into a story where people will supposedly die for real, or mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote for real. So if if your movie can't if the tone can't reconcile with that inherent contradiction, it's going to go nowhere. It's going to be like it's it's, it's going to be a mess of mess of superhero tropes because you know in in this case superhero f- stories also deal with people. Dying, coming back, and so forth, or not dying, but yeah. th- th- that's not addressed here at all. It's just, I'm trying to prepare. They're, they're trying to prepare for the big, uh, I don't know, the, the the big end game or whatever.
0: Right, but it's, that won't happen in this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's not. A, it's an end game, but it's not. A, but it's still a game, but it's not a game. Like it's, ah, it's such a, it's, it's such a mess of trying yeah. to figure out I, how, we, how we work.
0: It's tough because the thing is, like, I actually. I actually think you could do a a like Marvel inspired Mortal Kombat franchise. Um and I I don't think it's an obstacle necessarily. Here's the funny thing. Mortal Kombat is mostly known for the violence, right? Like that's the thing that most people who especially people who aren't diehard fans of the franchise know it for is like, "Oh, that's the series where you can really hurt somebody." That said, it's the, the the story doesn't actually require <laughs> any of the violence. Like there are characters who die. They do come back. There's usually some consequence when they do. And then very often characters do like just straight up die. Um, like I, using the example of Luke Kang, Luke Kang starts out as like the Luke Skywalker of the franchise. Um, about five games in, he gets his neck snapped by his arch nemesis sees, um and from that point on his body is used as a zombie puppet by the villains while his soul in is trapped inside of the body of his girlfriend, and they play that out for the rest of the timeline until it's over. <laughs> wow, wow. Um and then in this newer franchise Uh, he dies in the first game, like right out the bat bat. They're like new timeline and he fucking croaks. That's like the big twist. And then he becomes like the king of hell. And then he, uh, faces off against his younger self. Who's brought forward in time. So it's like, they, they like, they do kind of commit in a weird way. A lot of the times characters do die and they kind of just come back, but it's usually like, there's kind of a, not unlike Marvel, there's like a reason or whatever, but right. Right. What's funny. is like, ultimately. So, so the, the way that the show usually works, it's like, I'll talk about, it's almost like doing an origin story for a different superhero every single week that I'm doing an episode of the show. Um, But naturally, because it crosses over all 11 games for a lot of these characters, um, familiar characters from the past, like pop in here and there and like form super teams. And, and it is very like Marvel franchise in that way so just for the process of doing the podcast it's like I, I see the path where you totally could have these stories intertwine um and the other weird thing is i feel like the key the reason that the first mortal kombat game kind of works is like it does what enter the dragon does where it's like it's a spy movie at a fighting tournament and that first mortal kombat movie kind of says like it's an adventure movie right, right. at a fighting tournament um and that kind of makes it work and i it's it's honestly like i don't even necessarily feel like you know what i think i just figured out the where the th- where everything kind of went wrong this is an adventure movie only in the sense that it's about a character who discovers a franchise worth of characters and lore <laughs> so you're not super invested in the main character and then you're not you're honestly just a little confused about everything he's learning because it isn't really tied to his circumstances and his challenges it's not like his daughter gets taken to outworld in the first scene and to get her he finds out there's a tournament so he has to win the tournament to get it's not like things get more complicated it's kind of just like People keep telling him things about the franchise, Mortal Kombat, and then <laughs> they do stuff from that franchise, and then the next scene starts. Yeah, it's, and that's you know, the Marvel I, influence that doesn't work, I think. If, it's, it, it, it's if what, it really was an adventure movie of Discovery and Espionage and all these exciting things, and it might have worked
1: yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned, like, it's, I see the part where well, you know, he's a, what they call the, uh, the the self-insert character. And, you know, the thing is, this has worked well, arguably, before. And once again, Paul W. Anderson's his own Resident Evil series. How his wife it <laughs> becomes the main character of this franchise. He's introduced into this franchise, as it were, and they kind of make it their own thing. But like that's the thing, like they make it their own or his or you know their own thing. Like they use the dressings and the pieces of the game story to make something totally different or well, well, mm-hmm. totally out of what what what's the original text is, and it it. Again, arguably, it, it works. At least it works for them because they kind of, a- as the movies go, you, they, you kind of see that they are indeed self-aware about video franchises and video games in general. Like yeah. they kind of they get the the fun of it all, so they go nuts with it. And with this one, though, it's just with Mortal Kombat Twenty Twenty One, it's like it's not fun at all. Like it's so serious yeah. about you are the chosen one. Like I don't even, I don't give a shit. Like like they the press leading up to this, you know, it's going to be already just going to have all the blood of the gore. And, you know, like you mentioned, the games, although they're necessarily needed, it's just, it's just for the effective, for the shock value of it all. And so you have this really pole faced adventure, quote unquote, going on with this mm-hmm. cold characters. And, it's, well, yeah. and, and it's, <laughs> but like, it's, there's no adventure to it. It's just, okay, we got to go. Now let's go to this cave and hide from the monsters like there's no adventure to this adventure. <laughs> it's yeah. just a, it's just a one long meet cute, and it's just a- they
0: go to places, they hang out, and then the bad guys come to them, and then at the end, the the big plan. I couldn't totally follow it, but I think it was just let's beat them up one at a time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a, I, 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 you know, I, I kind of, uh, I, I, well, I mentioned the the game. There's a game element. There's the uh, fighting film element. There's a, the video game movie element. Yeah. Uh, there's also, well, I guess people don't talk about this too much, but this is the, kind of the anime element or the Japanese influence with it. because, oh yeah, mostly because like there's, there are dozens, hundreds of uh, anime manga that are just about fighting games or fighting in general. You know, oh, it, it, like it's it's just about you know, when the Baki, the grappler, all this kind of stuff, a new one to like, you, you know, I don't know how familiar your fans are with anime in general, but like they have kind of this down to a science of how do you make a story just about fighting or, you know, just about a tournament. And they figure this out by having these crazy characters and these like long drawn out storylines or these like, or the world itself, the entire world of the universe of the story is built around the fighting like they have there's ways to do this and then here again it's like if there's there's lessons to be learned from those kinds of you know from that japanese influenced that style of storytelling that would probably work better would it would serve well this movie and and i think i think that they might have had that on their mind because of the casting specifically uh you know fully cast with scorpion and and also they the other the, the East or the Asian actors they do cast. I think they kind of had this in some way, maybe subconsciously on their minds. Um but again, it's just they don't do anything with it. Like, the whole like Japanese or the samurai or the ninja versus the assassin uh story. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's those elements are there for that, but they don't really follow through with any of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was like right from the beginning I was like, okay, they make a point of Saying like the Lin Kuei are Chinese, the Shirei Ryu are Japanese. They don't speak the same language, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like in Mortal Kombat lore, like yes, that is a, that is a Chinese ninja clan, it's a Japanese ninja clan. They are rivals. It's interesting to explore that they would not necessarily communicate with each other the same way. Um, you don't really see it back in like what appeared to be like feudal times, like you do uh, in the movie. But yeah, it didn't really do anything. It was like lip service at an idea, rather than necessarily like the uh, uh, execution favorite, of like an idea. Yeah, yeah. and it also wasn't just, really, the movie wasn't really about the thing that it tried to like highlight. <laughs>
1: yeah, and also again, it's also important. To remember, now, I guess now that uh, for for guess, nobody who's ever for those who are less familiar with the games or this the universe in general, the franchise, Mortal Kombat is essentially a kind of a you know the, this this chop suey of Asian. Culture and it's a, it's a very heavily Americanized, Westernized Asian tropes. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, they use the Thunder God writing and writing, yes, but like it's a very they like you know like there's no Chinese ninjas, but he's a Chinese ninja. Like yeah. it's a very mismatched thing, you know. But they yes. they, 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 they run with it. They, they they go with it in the games, and it kind of works because it's just a crazy mismatch. So now you kind of when you're to do it for real or more real, like this new film is, it's just like they're trying to constantly uh, excuse themselves or explain away themselves yeah. when the games, at the horror of the games never had to. They just had, here's a Chinese Ninja in Outworlds. Go with it. And you kind of you went with it because it was fun. Here's a four-armed Dragon Man. Just go with it. And you did. And it's like they're trying to explain all this stuff away because they're not confident in themselves or confident that the authorities will get it. Like, we we're here already. We know why we're here. We know what we're, you know, like you don't have to explain this like to death. You know, it just, uh, yeah, it's,
0: it was weirdly more and less committed to being, uh, like action, sci-fi, like fantasy franchise at the same time, because <laughs> I just couldn't wrap my head around the why of it all. Cause it's like the, the movie would do stuff like have that opening that took the idea of the Lin Kuei and the Shia Ryu very seriously and then it just cuts to like a an opening title card that's just like the realm of Outworld has been attacking Earthrealm for many years and if we do not defeat it in the tournament of Mortal Kombat we shall be controlled forever by another dimension. And it was like well hold on. <laughs> that is a huge buy-in that you're trying to explain away in four sentences of text on the screen. You just spent all this time trying to explain the nuances yeah. of how a ninja clan from China and a ninja clan from Japan would not be able to have a conversation with each other and then you were just like oh and also there's other dimensions. Fuck you. MMA fight. MMA fight. <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> It just it's doesn't, the, like...
1: This the whole, it, it, like, dump truck of... And the whole movies. movie
0: kind of does that, too. Yeah, where it's just, like... They, they, we It's explained to us, like, 15 different ways, like, how important Scorpion's bloodline is, and how, like, as a member of the bloodline... And they just made up, like, a totally different fantasy lore that only yeah. made it more clear. Like, you didn't explain the realms, or what the Elder Gods, or any of that stuff. But then you invented the idea that everyone has to have a magical thing called Arcana that allows them to do the things they do in the game that are much clearer in the game
1: <laughs> it's the like, Yeah, it's just, they're trying and I I get the I understand the logic of this like you're trying how do you how do you explain a throwing a fireball in a fighting game like, mm-hmm. like it kind of defies logic in most aspects so you, mm-hmm. I guess so in, for example in the Street Fighter movie they kind of just dodged the whole thing entirely nobody had powers in the Mortal Kombat, the first movie, they they kind of skirted it. Like nobody has powers overtly, but it's the the humans that we know of are have a chance against these magical beings. Like there's a uh, a level to a balance of the, the fighting prowess. They kind of figure it out. These guys have magic. Our heroes don't, but they have. They find a way to do it. And with this is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, with the whole, like, uh, the mark thing, it's not just the arcana, it's, you gotta have the mark to be a chosen oh, fighter. the mark
0: that you get to, from killing someone. Yeah,
1: you gotta have a fucking, My uh, So that you can fight in pony. the
0: tournament where you kill someone.
1: Yeah, you gotta have a, a, a My Little Pony cutie mark to get, or <laughs> cutie with a K, cutie, K. you know, mortal cutie mark to get your fucking, uh, combat powers, cu- prowess.
0: I will admit it's, I don't know what a cutie mark is and I don't want any more context because it made perfect sense to me. And I'm just impressed that I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I guess they have marks.
1: <laughs> you got to find your a purpose with a tattoo on your ass. I get it. <laughs> that, the, the, so like all this convoluted, like, again. It like, was very just...
0: funny to me too that like in, in creating that convoluted idea of like you need the mark to get the power to – you have to have you have to kill someone and get their dragon mark or inherit it from your bloodline, which is weird because it's like if Sub Zero killed Scorpion, wouldn't Sub Zero get the mark and then it wouldn't be passed down to Scorpions anyway? But they invented <laughs> all that stuff, to, so so that I, like look, they could have just not had Lu Kang throw a fireball, but like half the cast, like Kano, Sonia, and Jax in the in the games. Like Kano has an eye laser because he's a mercenary who steals experimental military technology. Great. You could have done that in the movie. It wouldn't have been that hard. Uh, Sonya blade works for like an experimental military division. So she has lasers, arm gauntlets, that kind of stuff. Jax gets robot arms when his arms get ripped off because again, he works for like a secret branch of the U S government. So he's able to get that stuff technology. And then they went out of the way to create a lore where in this movie, they have to be like, if you're the chosen one, magic will give you better robot arms. When you have shrimpy robot arms, <laughs> and it will let you blast a single laser out of your eye, which in certain scenes appears to actually be electrically powered because you can make it short out. Yeah. So it's not magic, but it is magic. Yeah, you
1: know, I, I, and uh, I feel like even a simpler way to do well. One of the movies that I, I usually, you know, I, I in my on my Twitter feed, I do like uh these uh, movie image boards. Where I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of see in my head all the movies that the film I'm watching is referencing or like ripping off or doing poorly so one of them is you know um man with the iron fist you know the Quentin boost oh, yeah one of them that I didn't put that I see now is like this Mortal Kombat 2021 feels like an inverse or reverse mm-hmm. big trouble a little china or like you know how like the joke is the bit with a white guy Thinks he's the main character in the movie, but he's not. He's just yeah. he's kind of on for the ride, as the, like the audience is. But no, like they put this fucking lump into this lore, and like we're supposed to be—he's he's supposed to be about this story of these weird Asian, mixed, you know, cultural gods and monsters. And it's like, it's, it's just so—it's so, <laughs> it's, so gauche. it's like no, like you, you're not supposed to take yourself that seriously in this crazy fantasy. And so yeah, like it's like yeah, they have all this over explanation of these powers where like they, they could have just gone to Outworld and went, oh I will give, give you powers. It's like uh, in in Richard China where they go to the the, the world, the, the subterranean world, and they drink the juice, or whatever. Like and so he's like they, they kind of say you'll have powers or you'll you'll be more you can fight. So what, what did he say? He says uh, you can see what no make can see, do what man can do. Like they kind of they kind of half explain it, but, they, but then you see it, you see them. Oh, they kind of have these. Marshall, they have martial arts movie powers now. They could have just did that, like you're outworld, now you have yeah. outworld powers. Like, it's so fucking simple. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it works for
0: <laughs> like Superman. It isn't it Man of Steel that they just explained it away by saying like, well, this isn't his planet so he can fly and he's stronger and he's... Yeah,
1: the yellow sun, that's all, you know, in the original lore. But still, like, this, there's so many simpler ways to do this than Judy Marks and transferable virus powers. really
0: convoluted yeah
1: (laughs) this is such a fucking
0: mess (laughs) yeah it was uh just a confounding experience like watching it especially knowing the actual mortal kombat lore no i guess honestly knowing that the mortal kombat lore of the games is admittedly just as convoluted if not even more so right than what's presented in this movie but It's consistent in its own way, its own weird way. And I can explain it to someone in an hour, an hour and a half. I can tell an entire story involving all the dimensions and all the characters involved and their powers and their origins and the whys and the hows and have it be coherent. So I know it's possible because I do it on the show all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I honestly do think that sense of fun is key because I think like even the things that don't add up, you get away with the but it doesn't matter because it's fun if you don't take yourself too seriously.
1: Like, I think there's, and I, I, I'm kind of sitting on the movie, like, there are, there are, there is fun to be had, there are good things to see, but, you know, it mm. kind of gets in its own way. Like, you, I could kind of imagine, or like, uh, maybe the two best parts of it is, uh, you know, of course, there's the, uh, uh, Hiroki Sonata, you know, as Scorpion, or, as, as, or Hanzo, Hanzo becomes uh, Scorpion, uh, versus, uh, the great Joe Taslam, the Indonesian actor, as Sub-Zero uh, uh, you know, comes from Zero. So that, that, you have that one element of real, actual danger of mm-hmm. dangerous martial arts, these two, you know, real life uh, legends in their, own, in their own right, in the martial arts, in the martial arts world, going at it. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a super fight, really. Think about it. You have these such high-level martial artists going oh, yeah. at it. Um So that's that, you have that one real element of danger. Then you have, uh, Kano, oh my God, he he steals every scene he's in. Uh,
0: Kano's great.
1: Yeah, like, he's, he's like that. Well, I don't remember the actor's name, but um, that actor or they just, like, the character they know exactly what kind of movie they're in, what they're supposed to be in. Yes. And yeah. So that that they, that fits perfectly with that heightened sense of this gritty or modern and gritty character works with what you can imagine what the movie's supposed to be, what it's trying to be. He works there. But then everything else, all the other characters around them, and all the 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 fake grandeur at all, it just doesn't not, it doesn't work. So you have elements yeah, here that it kind of work for fun and and makes sense in their own context in the universe, but nothing else comes together.
0: Anytime they did like a Raiden Shang Tsung scene, all the energy was like sucked out of the movie. When I mean, it was just like lore, 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 taking itself really seriously without there being that sort of operatic sense of like silly fun, right. um, and then. Yeah, it was it was really like the smaller things that were allowed to be weird. Like, I I really liked Kano. I liked when Kano's mom was flying the plane. I thought that was great. Um, I liked uh, they did a very weird version of Liu Kang, which I actually kind of liked. Uh I didn't think it worked all the time, but like he kind of implied he was like a junkie or at least like some other kind of street urchin. Oh, and then yeah, like, yeah. was like born a uh, born-again. He plays it like he's a born-again Christian. Like he, when you meet him, he's a little right. too fanatical and he like worships Raiden. And right. then you find out that he is someone who like was scum, and then he found Kung Lao, and he like became a monk, and he became uh this like warrior. And it's it's about as far as you could get from video game Lucan to the extent where I'm like, why? Well, I don't know why they did all this stuff, but I guess it's interesting. It's different. The performance is really interesting to watch.
1: It definitely gives a certain distinct energy. We I mean, like we have like yes. the normal humans, and here is an actual enlightened human who knows about that world and all this stuff. So it does have that extra element of of, kind of those counterweights. So it does work in that sense. And like everyone else is just so flat. Even like you know between Jax and Sonia and and uh, Cole, it, it's not really they don't really do much at all. Well. Well, I, that said, but like, whenever they interact with Kano, of course, it's so when it kind of comes alive. Like uh, when they're having the arguments or even when they're fighting, like the well, spoiler again, the, the the later fight between Kano and Sonya is fucking brutal. um yes. Well, when you when you can see it because it's, it's in the dark. It's so stupid. Yeah, 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 there's right. all these all these technical issues more, but yeah, like, they have a really brutal like uh, fight together, and it's like you can see these elements that could work can work, but you know again it gets in its own way.
0: There's another one of those fight scenes where it was kind of hard to track the action reaction of it all, which was a lot of the fights in this movie where it was a very cool idea, but a, there wasn't like really escalation and B, uh, it was just kind of hard to, it was like partially an editing thing, partially like a framing
1: thing. <laughs> now, I, I, I at this point I got I want to do like an early shout out to uh, my friend uh, Mike. He does the uh, Scott Atkins podcast. The uh, mm-hmm. Atkins on the where We're talking about the great uh, direct-to-video uh, action star Scott Atkins. Which and the thing with that is, you know, the reason why my, he and I are such big big the uh, TV action fans. You know, people make fun of it make, make fun of it all the time. But like that's some of the most clear, concise, and talented martial arts action you you see on film today. Uh, oh, yeah. so like because the budget is just on that stuff, so they, they they make sure they can do it as efficiently as possible. So you see all the kicks, all the, every you see all the moves, all the hits. So he has a, three, a great dead he made today, uh, today being the 23rd when the movie came out, about uh, comparing like shot for shot between certain certain scenes where uh, the action in Mortal Kombat this new one and older uh, Hong Kong films and, and older uh, or more recent. DTV action films where like, it's all about the framing. Like like you said, all about the framing. Even though there's many edits, that's not necessarily a problem. The problem is how do you make them uh, comprehensible and to flow properly?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, can, you, can, you can have 15 c- c- cuts you know, in a thing, but if it's all from different angles or disjointed or it doesn't make sense logically, it's all going to fall apart. And a lot of that happens here in, in Mortal Kombat where it just there's a lot of... There's a lot of you, can, you can tell there's a great action choreography, but yeah. It's not framed properly. Yeah, it's it's not framed properly, or goes too fast, or too slow, or whatever. It's or the angle isn't properly, doesn't flow properly, and it's messed up the whole experience. So, if somebody were were to ask me, are there great fights in this new war war combat? I would, you know, it's it's with an asterisk because yes, there is great fight choreography, but it's they kind of ruin how you can uh, digest it. It's it's a damn shame, really, for you know a movie about fighting of all things.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is, uh... It's
1: just yeah, uh, it's frustrating. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm mourning a dead goldfish or something. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. You know, who, who cares? But, you know, like, people were legitimately excited about this. It's like, you know, we're kind of... Well, that's the of...
0: thing is, like, Mortal Kombat legitimately has a great story that absolutely could become a great and exciting you know action soap opera uh, like adventure franchise it's it's totally there and this movie made choices to i you know i'm sure like make it more of a movie and make it stand out from like the previous versions but i think almost all of those choices push things into a direction where it's like not enough of one not enough of the other and just it all just kind of plays flat i I will say though another thing i did like which again like it was whenever things got more eccentric and less sort of reaching for tropey stuff like i liked all the stuff with cabal didn't totally make uh a lot of or any sense like in the movie (laughs) but (laughs) that was why it was so idiosyncratic even within the movie like he was so weird and the powers that they chose to highlight for him like
1: it, it was funny. I mean, like the uh, fights, different. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, you know one of the most infamous, and I guess maybe the first um, video game movie, uh, Super Mario Brothers from 93. You know, Super Mario Brothers with uh, Bob Hoskins and uh, uh, John Leguizamo.
0: And I, I, I thought about that one a lot. Watching, yeah. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm listening,
1: I'm listening to uh, this Cabal. Uh, I who's the actor? I don't remember who the actor is at this, uh, or, or I should say the, the voice actor, because it's a uh, he's in the mask the whole time, but he has the, you can hear his voice. Oh, it's uh, Damon uh, Harriman. I guess he's a famous... uh, Oh, yeah, 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 ...actor, I believe. So, yeah. So, you hear his voice and, like... uh, Can you... I don't... This is a part I don't know. Is Cabal... uh, Do they say his um, nationality, quote-unquote, in the games? Where is he from? Because... uh, Uh, Is he from our world or, like, I I don't... Are there humans who live in our world? He is...
0: Cabal is... In the games. Cabal is a cop from Chicago. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. who well here's the deal he he was he ran with the black dragon clan which are kano's um i guess you could call them mercenaries they're kind of like thieves slash mercenaries who uh are people that once they become aware of the fact that there are other dimensions and realms are literally like how does that make me rich i'm gonna sell rocket launchers to a wizard (laughs) i'm going to steal artifacts from an old temple so um cabal ran with them then was turned and became a cop. It, de- it depends. He may have first been a cop and then ran with them. He may have ran with them and then become an informant and then became a cop. But, um, ultimately, uh, burned alive, um, and had to wear this respirator. And for the most part is a good guy. He's, he like rolls with the heroes. Cause he's like someone who's had a criminal past, but kind of reformed. And, um, become like a, a hero. And I, I spoke to John Tobias, one of the creators of, uh, mortal Kombat, And he said the idea originally with cabal was to make him like a mad max kind of hero. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that was in mortal Kombat three when they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. Robots, centaur, yeah, uh, yeah. mad max stuff, uh, whatever, just like throwing out all, all these ama- things that like drastically expanded the franchise. And so, um, that's a weird thing. I couldn't figure out which version of Cabal they were doing because there have definitely been phases where he's worked with the bad guys. Um, he is a character who switches allegiances a lot. And in the most recent game, he does like work for the villains, but usually not in the way presented in the movie. And even by the movie's own rules, I was like, I don't understand who this guy is. So he knows Kano. Well,
1: cause I've read all this to fa- because I, yeah, I'm like, why is Kano this Australian mercenary? talking to this East Coast gangster guy, he's telling us mm-hmm. he's telling Bob Hoskins doing Super Mario's voice in the fucking Cabal yeah. Like I'm like, what's what is going on here? Like what, what, who is this who is this character? So like yeah. it is you know, and you have this all this mismatch of like and again I, I, I understand it kind of makes sorta of kind of sense in like, you know, in the games, you know, you have like you have Nightwolf and uh striker, you know, you have this quote unquote diverse, you know, Burger King Kids Club cast of characters. So they're from all over the world or whatever. And so I kind of get that pop, but I'm like, just from what they're trying to do here, because there's no sense of the world in the first place, it's just a strange affectation of who this character is supposed to be, whoever he is supposed to be. I have no idea what where, he, where he's from or what he's doing. Whereas, again, with Kano, you, you kind of it's immediate. You get, you know, you know, like, are you Australian? You, know, you say, say out loud, yeah, yeah. I like, am. You kind of get him where he's from immediately. Whereas everything else has is sort of uh, frameless or formless, I guess. Like because even, even the the main yeah. is called the inter-character, He says, "I'm a I'm a kid from South ch- ch- Chicago." Are you though? Are you really? Or are you from like you know? Like <laughs> he, he has no sense of self or or, or place or you know. you could be from anywhere, literally. Anyway, it could be literally, literally anybody. You know, it's Yeah. That
0: was they they really whiffed like giving him more than just like he's a man with a wife and a child. So he <laughs> cares about them being alive. Like the buy-in is so quick with him, like literally like there's snow, and then Jack shows up and is like, A ninja's gonna try to kill you, get in the car, and he's like, Okay. And then they take a drive and he sees the ninja, and by the end of that drive he's like Jax, are you sure you don't want to fight him together? And Jax is like, go find Sonya Blade to learn more. And his wife and kid are like, Okay, hop in the car. Let's take a drive. Yeah. And then he's he like liked. having a conversation with his wife where he's like, I gotta, I gotta do this Mortal Kombat thing. And she's like, I get it. But maybe Jax killed that ninja from another dimension. You know, you don't you never know. <laughs> it's just like, like in the whole like thing. He just takes that, everything for granted. Yeah. He has no perspective. He's just like, Okay.
1: <laughs> just to, like, dude, again, even in that in that small exchange, it's like as he's talking about this, uh, giving him these elaborate instructions, and he pulls out a giant fucking shotgun, and Cole, is, he's just like, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't see. He doesn't react to the situation at hand. He's like, oh man, danger is happening. What should we do now? It's like, dude, there's a fucking ice ninja, and this big black guy with a shotgun is going to fight him. Like, call somebody. Like, like this is <laughs> like, there's so much going on here that we're not like, for all this realism you're trying to be, it's like, you don't except if you're gonna be. "Quote unquote real and gritty," then follow through and like make it like have him be have him be aghast and shocked at this crazy world unfolding before it, before him. Otherwise, it's just like a, another you know blank adventurist like that doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, it was weird too because like they tried to make jokes after he'd accepted everything. Like Cole just blindly accepts everything he's told instantly, and then um once he gets to Sonia's and she's like, yeah, this is all about uh, these dimensions and these warriors from different dimensions. And Cole's like, cool, 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 cool. And she's like, it's called Mortal combat. He's like, come on, you made that last part up. Right. And it's like, that's the, that's the part. She like straight up was like, there's a Dracula dimension and the, all sorts of weird shit. And they're going to come and try to murder us. And he was like, but it's not really called mortal Kombat, right? Um, And they keep doing that. Like once, once they, once they like get on a plane with Kano and he like, like he get he's like I'm from Chicago and I fight at this gym near my house, um and then this mercenary from Australia is like get on this plane with me and he flies into a fucking desert and then they get to the desert and Cole's literally just like hey man hand me the GPS I'm gonna take point it's like what do you mean take point you know what the, what the fuck, fuck have you done in your life <laughs> like he's not a soldier he's not
1: yeah that's right yeah he's just some dude.
0: Talks about winning a title, but it's like, what do you mean? Like, was he like a what title? What are you talking about? Was he a boxer? Did he fight in UFC? Like, what's the?
1: the (laughs) Oh Oh my god! it's like writing this on the fly. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I think that's what kind of was kind of we we had kind of talked offline before this, but um. The perils of writing, you know, in, in Hollywood, and how you know things can be stitched together less minute by necessity. And I just, I just kind of, I'm, I'm, kind of just so aghast at how they were. This is what a hundred million dollar movie. Like they knew what they were. They knew this was coming. They, like, they, they have this whole history of lore and all the characters. They have a, you know, a, a prepackaged franchise. Do whatever the fuck they want to do with it. They can do whatever you know. They can do whatever they want. And they have the money to do it, you know. They're about uh, relatively speaking, but it seems like they're just kind of writing this off the cuff as they go. And it's like, you guys can be a little more like, it, like this is—it's a kind of like Snapdash stuff that you would expect from the older, you know, cheaper movies that they were kind of yeah. doing, you know, as a, as a cash in to a, to the franchise. Where it's like, at this point, it's like, oh, my friend pur- 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 perfectly is like, it feels like a. The same way, like uh, a lot of game movies had like cheap game tie-ins, like really bad, really bad game adaptations mm-hmm. of the film, like you know, Batman Forever game or whatever. Like, this feels like a cheap movie ripoff. Yeah, a cheap movie adaptation of of, of, of the game. Yes, I see that. This is the, this is the 11. bad
0: licensed game version of a movie licensed from a game, which, it's, to be fair, yes. is kind of the legacy of the bad. Abusive relationship between movies and video games in the first place.
1: But <laughs> well, yeah, this, this it, it, it seems this is probably the, like the most concentrated form of that I've ever seen. It's like because they put so much money into this fucking thing. It's like it's like they put, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I will give it very that. pretty. Yeah, yeah, but they put so much. There's so much resources into this thing, but it's yeah. just, it just doesn't work at all. There's so much that doesn't work.
0: I mean, it's frustrating. Into that same point, like I don't want to downplay the fact that. Making a movie is really fucking hard. A lot of people have to work together to do it. A lot of people have to get on the exact same page to do it. And every project starts with somebody's idea that then becomes somebody else's idea that then becomes somebody else's idea before it's even written i mean that's not always the case always always like sure you have movies by like paul thomas anderson where it's like no he had an idea and then he wrote that movie then he directed that movie and the crews he's worked with for decades and they come together but like especially with franchise movies i don't want to downplay the efforts of everyone involved right um and a lot of people did really great jobs and honestly just making a movie is fucking hard um, and to begin with, you don't know, like the, the ideas you don't love about a movie. Like it's hard. It's really hard to say like who that came from and at what stage that came from. Like I've had not great ideas on everything I've ever worked on at some point in the process, um, for a million different factors. Uh, and it's also objective. I've, I've already talked to mortal podcast listeners who actually really liked this movie. Um, knowing just as much about mortal Kombat lore as I do at this point. Right, right. Um, So I don't really think it's attached to that. It's obviously always going to be a taste thing, but um, it was frustrating to see such a lavish production (laughs) of Mortal Kombat where it seemed like the attention was paid to a lot of things, but not to creating, introducing the audience to versions of these characters that they would become invested in so that they would want to go on the journey. That was the thing that really frustrated me. Like, Sonia, I could not tell you anything about her other than she really wanted a birthmark. She she wanted to kill and get a birthmark. (laughs) She liked knives. Um, (laughs) Jax really liked having arms. (laughs) Um, Shang Tsung, even. Like, he likes Outworld, where he is from, or rules. (laughs) Don't know. And he was horny for the vampire. (laughs) um that was like the only per- bit of personality you get from him is he's like natara isn't she delicious and, and like, is, well, this is, is the more of this guy i want this the, guy Ugh, don't get me started on natara my dude so she is in fi- games five six and seven um she is from the vampire realm she's got a great backstory Where like oh wait vampire wait. Co-opted was co-opted into little- is an actual vampire realm Oh, for sure. There's thousands of realms (laughs) in Mortal Kombat. Ah, ah. Ah, Jesus fucking Christ. Vaternus, (laughs) the vampire realm, which was absorbed into Outworld when Shao Kahn conquered them Um, hundreds, if not thousands of years before the first Mortal Kombat game, let alone Earthrealm interacting with Outworld at all. And she's like the last remaining vampire trying to liberate her realm and detach it from outworld so that she can have a place that is a home she never knew because she was born and raised in outworld after her realm had already been absorbed into outworld so she's got a great story in this movie she's kind of just a uh, flying sex object which you know fine i guess <laughs> she's like one it of the, very uh,
1: the harpy vampires from van helsing the yes, I
0: thought about that a lot. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it. I thought about the Dracula Wives from Van Helsing a lot. I was like, are they using the assets even I wonder? <laughs> it looks like Maybe it.
1: And it, it, that's kind of a another that's a, another example of it's not a video game movie, but but it is you know it's a known franchise as it were, or, or you know, property and like that one for as uh, for as a, a, a maligned as it is, that Helsing movie it has its own sense of self it's you know it's 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 a it's memorable you know it has its own sense of fun and you know, danger but like and again like that's you need you need that stuff if you're going to be if you're going to be a quote-unquote bad movie you got to have something that you know like to kind of redeem yourself or that gets you that cult status as it were you know, Van helsing actually
0: combat. there's a similarity to mortal kombat and van helsing beyond just the, the dracula wife of it all um <laughs> in that like Van Helsing is a movie where you see so much promise on screen. Like it's gorgeous. The mythology is really fun in theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like charismatic performances in the movie. Um, but the script is the thing that doesn't work. And if the script doesn't work, none of it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And in Mortal Kombat has that same thing where it's like, it looks great. It is there are some really eccentric and charismatic performances in the movie. The idea of the lore is present and could be compelling, but it just doesn't come together because yeah. Yeah. it's interested in things that are not Van Helsing is funny because it feels like there's a trajectory from the mummy, which is a movie I adore to the mummy returns, which is a movie I'm, very obsessed with to van helsing which is a movie i'm obsessed with through a different direction there's like a trajectory there where it's like a levels of being high on your own supply yeah where yeah. it's like they became more and more fascinated on becoming a zany quip machine and less and less interested in being a um like a horror fantasy movie yeah. and um that's the thing that kind of makes van helsing not work is like so much of it's obsessed with equip here and equip there and some swashbuckling stuff that it loses all of the like personality that the mummy has. Yeah. This movie it felt like, yeah, it that that obsession that like that obsession with chasing um the feeling of here's the origin story for one or many superhero characters that will continue to form to fight an extra dimensional threat over how many however many movies like in the future like it it killed the all the other things that needed to work to make it a good movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, <laughs> Mortal Helsing, Mortal Helsing, Mortal, Mortal Helsing.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's about uh, it's about all I have to say about the movie. Really, I mean, watching it, I had uh, every every moment there was something as a Mortal Kombat fan for me to go like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, so Rico has gone from like a calculating genius to a screaming monster kind of did the bane approach interesting okay we got a, a barn full of goro that's pretty funny um <laughs> i the magic suit that came out of his arm wound uh at a cole's arm wound and gave him like uh black panther powered under armor made of uh braided rubber was <laughs> fascinating it was interesting <laughs> but overall i was just like eh, i wish this is more interesting i wish it was more exciting
1: it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, do you have okay, any final yeah, thoughts on the movie Vice? Um. Oh. I, 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 I like the. Again, this is like. I had fun with the cast. You know, uh, like you mentioned, Rico. I, I didn't know who the character was, but uh, I recognize the actor, Ethan uh, Jones. You know, he was a big. He's been a big. Uh, oh yeah. Giant character actor in a lot of films. He was in uh, like Troy, for example. Uh, Mad, sure Mad match, too, or, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah. he was He uh, was The son. So you know. And, the, and the, I guess she's a newcomer. Uh, the, the actress who plays Melina, um, mm. me I'm trying to remember her name here. Uh, yeah, she's stringer. I guess she's a newcomer, but yeah, she was you know for a short time. as She was she had a really good presence, you know, and, she's, and she's hot as fuck in life, apparently. So yeah, you know, like like oh like I like I think the cast. Well, I guess you would think that the cast would not matter, and it does. And I and I think honestly the cast was pretty good. Like they cast the right people, I think more or less. Just again, like you said, like you mentioned, the script, they had nowhere to go with it. So, like, uh, I appreciate You know, they all put their foot in, like, you know, the actress who plays, uh, like I Sonia. You know, Kino, they all, they're all in it. They're all, like, doing any, that's not just the uh, for the acting performance, the actual fighting. Like, everybody's in it. They're in it to, to win it, as it were. Yeah. Even though they were fighting for last place, I guess. But, uh you know, like, I think everybody could have acquitted themselves really well. So, uh, you know, I would say, like, uh. The cast has nothing to be ashamed of. You know, they they tried. You know, they were. These are if, if, if people who like like this film, like I, I always say, like that's good because that's great, and that uh, you have a good a good crew of of, of actors here. Who, who uh, if for what reason this does to continue to a franchise, I think this is a good uh, solid base to build off of. Even the you know the very boring. Well, I like Louis Tent and other things, but he's still terrible here as this character Cole. But still, again. Mm-hmm. The actors, this whole set of that they have is a good base if this continues. Um, So, yeah, so I I just kind of, and then of course, like we mentioned before, the fantastic Joe Taslim and Hiroki Sonata. You definitely want to go check out their films, uh, their back book, or the back filmography. um, You know, Hiroki, he's been a legend for years in Japan doing Ninja Samurai films, so forth. And Joe Taslim from Indonesia is doing the great stuff and know, in a solid saying. Oh, and uh, well, so yeah, um, yeah. We're and, um If they do decide to go forward with this, hopefully they'll they can uh, <laughs> fix this fix this script situation, and uh, they might be able to again, if this goes forward, right this ship. But as of now, we'll we'll see how the numbers play out. Uh, the both both either streaming and movie uh, we'll theater wise, the theaters are back open. So
0: yeah, I'm really curious. I'm I'm very curious how they're gonna quantify like like we haven't heard about the next monsterverse movie but godzilla vs kong like ostensibly did very well on hbo max and did well at the box office for pandemic times yeah yeah part of me feels like there won't be another one of these mortal kombat movies but that they'll continue to live uh in anime for a while they just did that scorpion's revenge movie which was actually pretty great it was like a straight to video animated mortal kombat movie and i I want to say I heard that there were more in production, um, and I would not be surprised if it kind of went and lived in that space again for a while. I don't, I don't know if they'll make more of these Mortal Kombat movies. Maybe they will for HBO Max. Maybe there's they can live yeah, there. I I, I I
1: definitely see them like you know kind of lowering the budget, you know, to be, be more yeah. accommodating out whatever nonsense they want on to, to paper. So we'll see.
0: Well, it's funny because, like, even just looking at Marvel, like, they probably would have done better if it had just focused on being, like, just a Sub-Zero movie, or just a Scorpion movie, yeah. and just focused on that character, and not tried to do everything else, and it could lock into that perspective, but, um...
1: Or I could even see them doing, they like, doing, like the, uh, <laughs> the way they're doing the, uh, the Disney Plus, you know, the Falcon Soldier show, or the uh, Wanda show, like, I could I could kind of see them, but, like, oh, here's the, well, not the Sony show, but here's the season of Mortal Kombat, he's five or six hour long adventures as they were
0: that's kind of like how the the game story modes work now it's like you do a chapter from lu kang's perspective which chronologically leads into a chapter from kung lao's perspective which leads into a chapter and so it takes you through the whole story but you keep switching the perspective for like you know five fights or whatever um and i do think that would be a great way to do it. it works so well in the game I do think that would, that format would work really well for a movie because you're always locked into that one POV, so you can keep the adventure feeling or the horror feeling or whatever it is you're trying to convey, and not just be exposition machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well like I said, there is a, a good base here of a good skeleton and stuff here, but uh, they just kind of pull that spine out of it. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of fatality themselves right from the crib. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh fingers crossed for better things yeah
1: yeah so well uh, yeah that's what kind of all I have for the movie itself um so i don't know what you uh, you mentioned your format but i do want to say um usually whenever i do podcasts they'll ask me any, any um recommendations for films or whatever so in this <laughs> case though you know like um i would say that uh based on the actors i mentioned and the kind of you know we, we, went to, we talked about the uh, video game movies and fighting video game movies uh and I think uh, one thing that um, you, you do kind of see the spirit of the lineage of there's a lot of um, older uh, Hong Kong based uh, like a uh, fantasy horror martial arts mixes. Sam um, Sam Hung did a few of these actually. Uh, so I would say uh, if you if you're still kind of interested in like uh the spirit of how this how the Mortal Kombat franchise came to be, some things you might want to check out. Um, so like I said, I'm into Samuel Hung like uh, the Dead and the Deadly, the '70s movie, and uh, Encounter. Right in the Deadly. Yeah, and uh, encounters of this spooky kind. Those are two similar Hong joints. So uh, it's like a kind of martial arts comedy horror mixtures that he would kind of do a very specific genre. But uh, yeah, like that kind of which you, you can see the you can see the influence of that in stuff like um, Big Trouble Little China. So mm. and, which is which in turn kind of influenced Mortal Combat the games and the movies. So yeah, something like that to look out for. Um, and as far as like a more like a more hardcore stuff like uh, you know the, so in the in the games the movies are the, the the Chinese versus the Japanese the Japanese the ninja versus the Chinese warriors the very famous one uh duel to the death from 1982 I believe it's a, and it's based on a, it's about uh, this uh, a tournament it happens every so often where a Chinese fighter and a Japanese fighter fight for the honor of each, each country um it's it's one of the more famous uh, one of the more famous uh, martial arts films from the uh from the 80s era and it's on but I see this is one of the best martial arts action films of all time. See, so, yeah, Duel to the Death, because that, that very much, you could definitely see the Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Herikisnada, H- 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 uh that 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 uh, element, the lineage of that going back to Duel to the Death. To the Death. So you yeah, just want to check that one out. And um, yeah, so I'll just say, like, uh, if if you kind of want to see, the like, like I said, the spirit of how all these, where it's just the games and the films kind of come from, you we'll know, take a trip back into the history and kind of check
0: those out. I recommend Yeah, that. I, uh, I've never seen encounters of a spooky kind, but every time I hear the title, I get so psyched <laughs> and I don't know what's keeping me from just watching this. Another, another like kind of comedy horror martial arts movie that I, uh, started watching the other day. I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but I was really enjoying it. Is the seventh curse with Chow fat. Oh, um, man. which I think is streaming on Amazon right now. It's bonkers. Um, it's a little, bit it did remind me a little bit of mortal combat only in that like um it it starts with like a gunfight so it starts very much in like a grounded place and then very quickly spirals off into demons and possession and kind of turns into this adventure movie like an indiana jones kind of thing yeah. but there's a lot of gore and a lot of comedy it's it's pretty weird um but yeah, I recommend that one. Throwing one back at you, Vice. <laughs> Seventh Curse. I feel good having having stumped you with one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. No, I, I'm, I'm no uh, expert by means, but I, just, I kind of have a pretty good palate. But no, I'm definitely going to turn it on. That's, that's a good catch.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Right on. Well, uh, that's that's it for us, Vice. Thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about this movie with me. We'll have to uh, We'll have to make plans to talk about something more positive next time. We'll get you on for a regular <laughs> episode. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe one day we'll do that, uh, since I have the game now, we can do that tournament on Twitch or whatever. Oh, perfect. You know, people yeah. out, people, out for you, people out for your life, man. You got to watch out. You got <laughs> <laughs> to get you. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll get on MK11 and you can just beat the shit out of me after like five minutes of training in their training mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if people want to find uh, your writing and uh, see more of your work, Vice, where can they find it?
1: Okay, so right now, my, my main uh, home is on that. Lutonbus.net Lutonbus L A W T O N. Um, and so for the past few years I've been doing a I kinda of have my my um annual specialties. I have an annual Veterans uh, Day uh war film perspective. I do my kind of my annual year interview. Of course, you know, the pandemic here kind of uh <laughs> took a lot out of took, took a lot out of us to say the least. So unfortunately this year or the tw- my twenty twenty editions are, are skipping those because I have a lot of stuff uh you know today I'm doing with in life to, to kind of catch up on. That said though, um, in my school, you know, the around the corner, you know, things are kind of uh, getting back into the swing of things, so I hope to have my um, my uh, uh fleet week/slash Memorial day uh series back up soon. So, once again, that's a uh, loot and net. so hopefully, you'll see that soon, and you can see my past writing there. But otherwise, you can just catch me on Twitter, of course, at vicevictus, where I talk to you all the time. Uh, so, yeah,
0: <laughs> right on. Well, Vice, thanks so much for coming on the show. Audience, thank you so much for listening. And as always, finish up.